0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Happy birthday to the great Stevie Nicks, 75 years old today. This is Stevie. Hopefully, Curtis Sliwa won't won't, uh, put people to sleep. He's a great radio host. He's coming up after me today, filling in for Brian Kilmeade. you will get three hours of Curtis Sliwa bashing me, which makes for great radio from 10 to 1. And Joe Tacopina just sent me this. I got invited to be in Vinny's Panther Bar for next season. Now he's got Panthers. He's got Rangers already. Panthers season tickets with Dan Marino and Wayne Gretzky. Panthers, of course, waiting for the winner of Vegas, Dallas. Vegas up in that series, three games to one for the Stanley Cup Finals. Talking about sports, my next guest is one of my favorite people, Hall of Fame boxing trainer. Now uh, loves the MMA stuff, too, UFC. He loves it. He's also, as I uh, always say, the king of Staten Island. It's not Pete Davidson. It's Teddy Atlas. So here he is. He puts on the best charity event of the year every November the week before Thanksgiving, my dear friend Teddy. Teddy, good morning, pal. How are you? Hey, thanks, Sid. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Pete Davidson has nothing on you. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, except a few
1: movies and maybe a couple of hours in the back. But, um... <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. He does have that. He does have Kim Kardashian. But he doesn't put on... <laughs> he doesn't put on the best, and I mean this the best charity event of the year. In fact, when you texted me a couple of days ago, I'm like, wow, it's only May and he's getting ready for November. But in all seriousness, it is a lot of months of preparation for that, that great dinner.
1: Yeah, it is. And we appreciate you coming all the time and, you know, just helping us get the word out about it, and helping us make it successful so we can, you know, we can help people. Like we say, we help people that fall through the cracks, whether it's a single mom who's got five kids and she one of them got sick and she fell behind the bills that happens to everybody and she's going to be put into a city shelter we don't let that happen they come to us and we'll make sure that they get an apartment they don't get put into a unfortunately wish i wasn't saying this but city shelters are violent um you know it's it's not what it was supposed to be and so we'll make sure she gets an apartment but listen we're not Anything special? We're not God. We don't do any more, any less than anybody else. We'll get an apartment for a couple months, and then when she gets back on her feet, she's back to paying her rent. Right. She's able to take care of it. So we'll help get people from point A to point B. If it's a also if it's a family that their program, their health program doesn't, the insurance doesn't take care of the treatment for a sick child, uh, they have to go out of state. We'll fly them out of state to get that treatment. They need a handicapped ramp. Again, the insurance don't pay for that. A lot of people think it pays for that. It's not stored or deemed as a medical expense, believe it or not. So we'll pay for it. Or help out it wasn't that long ago. There was a mom, a single mom that had a kid that had cancer surgery. The cancer surgery cost three hundred thousand dollars. Thank God the insurance took care of that. But guess what it doesn't take care of? The twelve hundred a month for the cancer medication that right. the kid has right. to take. Hey. So hey. we'll step in, we'll take <laughs> care of that. And we could only do it because seriously because of people like you that come to the dinner, that, that help us sell the dinner, that help us promote the dinner, that help us you know, raise the funds to do the things that we have to do. So I, I appreciate you very much. Oh,
0: I know you do, and I love you too. So, Teddy, you sent me a text the other day. You've got a petition out there, and I agree with you 100%. You and I had a little back and forth about UFC MMA. And, and look, and I, I appreciate Dana White. I realize her success. I know people love it. But you're never going to change my mind. I am a traditional boxing guy. That's my sport, so and I miss right.
1: it. I mean, I'm I'm boxing too. All I'm saying is that Dana's done a better job of marketing, promoting his show, and no developing his brand. I no mean, doubt, no doubt. You're it's 100% the right. The formula, it's yes, the same thing
0: you do. Yeah, but but you know what? But but you know what the diff- I know, but but Teddy, you know, when the old promoters and we had.
1: All you, you do, you put on good shows every day. You put good guests on. You, you have good content. When when you go to boxing week to week, you have the house fighter against the opponent. That it's not it's not competitive yeah. on the most part. Right. You go to UFC weekend weekend out. Yeah. You have a competitive fight. A or B could win. It's not just a house fighter.
0: No, you're right. But my question is, we have about five minutes to go. Like, I know, uh, Teddy, when you and I became friendly years ago and – You know, it wasn't the heavyweights of the 70s, but at least you had Tyson Lewis and those guys. And and that division with Mayweather and Hoya and uh, Pacquiao and all those guys. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And was it about the promoters? Because I know we got to the point where it was basically Bob Arum versus Oscar Hoya, and that's it. the
1: National Commission. Because you know what's chasing people? Two things. You just touched on it. Non-competitive fights where you don't have the best fight and the best. Back in the 80s, you had the best fight and the best. And you had good fights, but you have good fighters today, too. But you had Sugar Ray Leonard, you had Tommy Hearns, you had Roberto Duran, Hagler, John Whitaker. And they were, Hagler, they all were fighting each other. That's the formula. That's all you need. That's one of the problems. The other problem is the bad decisions, the, whether it's corrupt or whether it's inept incompetence, it doesn't matter. It's chasing people away from the sport. We, it's come time, I said, it on my, I said it the other day on my podcast, and we got 200,000 views in 12 hours. And we, we put up a petition, and I know you're going to put it up there for people to see it, yep. but it's to get a national commission. Simply said, there's no separation between, between church and state. What do I mean by that? The people that are making money in the sport – It's connected to the people that are the administrators of the sport. There is no separation. There are no walls up. I'll give you a quick, just a quick visible, uh, just, just a vision for people out there where they can understand it. I've been to many, many dinners where the night before one of the biggest events in boxing going on, you have a huge dinner with all the officials there, all the officials, all the judges all the referees, that are really going to be deciding who wins and loses the fight the next time, besides the talents of the fighter. And it comes down to a decision they're going to decide, and they're at this dinner it's a and it's got everything it's got stuff that I've never eaten, like caviar and, <laughs> and you know and it's got all the best steaks yeah. and everything, and the best wines and guess. All these people that are there, all the officials of the organizations and the commissions that are going to be working the fight the next night, is hosted by the promoter.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, now listen, oy. let me ask a simple question, because I know there's not a lot of time. So again, I want to make a visual for people. Let's say that the Steinbrenners were throwing that dinner, and all the umpires and all the no and good. all the officials no for good. the World Series game the next day were at that dinner, right. and the dinner was hosted by the Steinbrenners, would that be possible? No, it wouldn't be possible because there's an oversight there's a national commission to make sure this is separate and now people say, well where's the graph teddy where where's the payoff Well it's not a cigar filled room, smoky room like like in the movies like really did happen in the old days with a envelope of cash going under a table no it's not that but you know what's at the table you're sitting at the table and you got one of the officials one of the reps one of the judges and he leans over to one of the people that works for the promoter says listen my girlfriend's coming in i'd like to get a extra plane ticket oh my god we'll talk about it later oh you know what my wife's coming in for the week i'd like to extend it a couple days my room and i like to upgrade to a suite that's that's grand. That's not just the look of impropriety. It is impropriety. Until that's separated, we're never gonna have an honest sport. The sport's gonna lose its credibility and I, I just I put fifty years into this sport. I I wanted to stop the bleeding, literally. Because people if they bleed, they leave their, their they leave their dreams in that ring and then they get robbed. They give, I want it to stop, and the only way it can stop, we we have a petition. We already have 6,000 signatures in two days. We we want to get a lot more, and we're bringing it to Congress. We already have it set up to go to Congress. I We, we have to make change.
0: I love this. John McCain was a guy, God rest his soul, that um, was very pro-boxing commission too. By the way, the uh, podcast you do with Ken Rideout, The Fight, my overnight guy, Frank Morano, loves it. He's another Staten Island guy. He listens, and he no, says it's you. a great podcast. Okay, so on the way out here, Teddy, when there's nobody more passionate than you, whether it's charities or boxing or, heck, even having a conversation with your friends like me, the folks who want to help, and, uh, yes, petition posted on, on my social media too, the folks who want to help you with this, what is the quickest and easiest way to do it? You're talking to a caveman. Do you understand that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, where well, where's my name? Where You're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where's Sharon? Can't you get Sharon to help you with this too?
1: They can, listen, they could go to YouTube, they can go to the fight on <laughs> yeah. with Teddy Atlas, yeah. you know, print it in, it'll pop up. Go go to that. We're on all the iTunes. You know media channels. Yep. Uh I I think I they tell me I have a website, Teddy you do. Atlas something. You do Teddy,
0: Teddy Atlas dot, <laughs> Teddy Atlas dot com. All right. Thirty seconds Teddy Atlas. You ready? And don't tell yes. me, don't tell me uh, it's hard to do with different eras. Give it to me like Bert Sugarwood. Here we go. The greatest boxer ever and the greatest UFC fighter ever.
1: I like for UFC I like Anderson Silva. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody. He's, he was extreme. He was like Bruce Lee. He he brought it. He pioneered it. He brought it to a different level. He did what Customato used to say about great fighters. He made it up as he did it, and the great ones could do it. Like like a like a Louis Armstrong inventing a new note on on the trumpet. Hmm. I mean, he just right. yeah. He or Jimi Hendrix hitting a new string <laughs> yeah. on the guitar. Yep. Yeah, yep. he could just make it up as he did it. And as far as fighter. A lot of guys ain't going to know, but you go back to Henry Armstrong. Yes. Henry Armstrong had 250, almost 300 professional fights. He fought like 35 times in one year. He won the featherweight, the lightweight, the welterweight title, <laughs> all full titles. No in between junior titles. Full t- and he simultaneously defended them. I mean, this guy was a monster. And he, and he fought everybody. And he had the best. Monica. He had the best fighting name, Homicide Hank. When you got a call from your manager, okay, how much? All right, when? Okay, no problem. Who am I fighting? Homicide Hank. Click. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Homicide. <laughs> that is a great nickname, Homicide Hank. Hank. Homicide Hank. Oh my God, Hank. I, you know I
1: love it. Get better. No, you he don't. Put his, he put his head into your chest and he backed you up all night long. Henry Armstrong. He was he was just, he was a monster. He was a monster of a man. Yeah, He was a great champ. A he
0: was a great champ, but uh, in my opinion, the greatest champ of all time, Teddy, is you. So good luck with this petition. I'll help you, of course, and keep talking, and uh, you and I will talk often. I can't wait to see you again for your big dinner coming up in November. I love you, pal. Thank you so much.
1: I love you. Listen, you're a lot more than just a great radio host and a guy that knows how to put the right guest on and knows how to keep an audience going. You're a good man. You come, you help us, help people. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Wow. That's the out of my day. I mean that, Teddy. Thank you. The great Teddy Atlas Hall of Fame boxing trainer and an even better person. Teddy, I love you, man.